You are listening to Life Clips. Every Friday, Life Clips will bring you encouragement, freedom, and biblical truth. Encouragement for the times in which we live. There is not one person on the planet, believer or unbeliever, that does not say, this world has gone crazy. Does it seem like the doomsday clock is nearing midnight? Freedoms are being stripped from everyone all over the globe. To the continued civil unrest, lawlessness, chaos, lying politicians, doctors, censorship from big tech tyrannies, the fall of America so a one world government can start. The rise of spirituality, so a one world religion can start. That is why we see massive growth of new age, false pastors, false religions, false converts. Man is their own God. God is no longer needed or wanted. The false light deception of aliens and UFOs. The endless talk and media coverage of a virus that has a 99.8 survival rate. Forced vaccinations, masking our children, people all over the globe losing their jobs for not complying. Why is all of this happening and will it ever end? For the believer, be encouraged, beloved. For the unbeliever, tune in every Friday to see what is happening and what you can do to find peace in these chaotic times. We also talk about freedom for the broken believer. Are you broken, beloved? Are you in the bondage of sin that you cannot break free from? Do you hide what you do so no one can see the real you? Do you deal with anxiety, depression, drinking, or more? And it seems like the church is only there to judge you. Life Clips is a judge-free zone. And our mission is to have Jesus, through the lens of the Bible, take that burden from you. Oh, are you the prodigal? Are you a backslidden believer? Come home, prodigal. Jesus is waiting. And ultimately, at Life Clips, we use the main truthful source, the Bible. Biblical truth is the only means of breaking strongholds, letting go of the burden of sin that Jesus bore upon Calvary over 2,000 years ago. The Bible is our only means of truly seeing the deception around you and allowing you to have discernment in these last days. We want all to come here. We want you to be part of the Life Clips family, to be encouraged, to be set free. So come on, take a listen and grab your coffee or grab your tea. It's going to be a good one. This week's episode will be a two-part episode. Hey everyone, Kim here. 
So my setup this week is a little different. I actually, as you can see, I do not have the microphone right in front of me. I've got it pushed back a little bit with the gain turned up a little bit. So I would really like uh, both my podcast listeners and also those watching here on Rumble. Let me know what you think. The camera's at a different angle, the lighting. What I found myself doing is really just the camera was right in the middle. So I just found myself um, kind of weaving and bobbing, trying to read my notes. And I felt like I was uh, distracting, you know, people from actually watching, listening. So with all that being said, I kind of set things up a little different here um, this week. And uh, again, comment below and let me know your feedback. And on the podcast, I know you can't comment. So just head over to our website lifeclipspodcast.com and under the contact just shoot me a message and uh, let me know what you think of the sound quality again the microphone is near me but um, it's not on top of me and I just want to make sure that the sound is still good quality Um, the other thing too unfortunately with gain is it might pick up background noises it might pick up my noisy neighbor above me, maybe outside, because again, it's an amazing day here in Florida. Got the doors open, the windows open. Um, This episode this week, I'm going to be diving into the Word of Faith movement. Um, And I ask that you don't tune me out. And then in a couple of weeks from now, I'm going to be diving into the emergent seeker-friendly social justice warriors, SJW, and the other religious churches. And I'm doing all of this for a reason, because there's so much falsehood out there. Would you actually recognize real because you've listened to the false for so long? And I've said this time and time again, and I apologize. I mean, if my mom ever listens to these podcasts, which I doubt, um, But God really shielded me from the heresy (laughs) that she, I don't know if she still listens to it today. I've said that as well. So, um, and I've mentioned previously, I have been to many Joyce Myers Ministries, Women of Faith conferences, Benny Hinn's gathering. Um, I remember growing up and hearing, I I went to the PTL club over there. I I feel like it was during Christmas time, but I've been around the falsehood for so long. And I can only say thank you, Jesus, for shielding my mind. I remember she was uh, a huge fan of Jesse Duplantis. So today we're going to dive into a lot of stuff. I've got some posting notes here. I'm going to have my notes on the screen here. Got lots of video content. I'm also going to be dissecting... um, victory thon and the reason i'm doing that is because we're going to dive into not for a long time but i just want to lay the groundwork of where this movement came from and how from its inception it has been embedded with a demonic realm and i know it's confusing because some of these people They might use the buzz term of Jesus every now and then. They are more preaching on the faith aspect of things. But when they talk about Jesus, they're not actually talking about the Jesus of the Bible. So again, that's where believing 
comes in. Uh, so we are going to see some things today. You might not like what I have to say, and that's fine. You know, just move along to uh, an episode that you may like. Um, as always, I ask that you do um, subscribe right here on our Rumble channel. I know for some, Rumble can be a little confusing because it's not YouTube, but it's quite simple. When you open up the Rumble app, hit that search icon, and then from there, do the drop down, choose channels, type in the name of the podcast, Life Clips underscore podcast. My channel populates, it'll come up, and then select follow. From here, you can share or give us a rumble. Now, when you're in the video, at the top is where the rumble icon is. Please make sure to hit that as well. When I share from Facebook, it's just a little different. It doesn't actually open in the app. It'll open in a separate window. From here, you want to hit subscribe. Once you hit that subscribe button, another screen will populate. And from there, you simply hit create a Rumble account now. It's free. And then when you create the Rumble account and you go to my channel, from there you want to hit the plus symbol, which is now in place of the boxing glove. One last thing for Rumble in order to get notified when I upload an episode. The three lines in the top left-hand corner will bring you to this screen. Go to My Subscriptions. Make sure the notification is turned on. Now this concludes our Rumble tutorial. Now back to this episode. (laughs) And if you're listening to uh, the podcast, as always, make sure you hit the subscribe or follow button, whatever it's asking you to do. So before I dive into this week's episode, I do want to introduce this week's mug. All right. So this week's mug is uh, one that I got made. I I think I um, have showed you guys this before. It's been a few months. Uh, It's not like I have a lot of coffee mugs. So you're probably going to see some of the ones that I've already used. Um, But anyway, so this one I got made. So Life Clips podcast. And then on the back, it says, grab your coffee, grab your tea. It's going to be a good one with the Titus 213 scripture verse. So that is my coffee mug this week. So I'm going to dive right in. There's a lot to go over today. Um, sharing my screen. Uh, we're just going to plug into some videos here today. And I want to start with first how this movement started. So back many, many years ago, before I was even a thought, the 1950s, a gentleman by the name of Oral Roberts began the uh, TV televangelism outreach on television. And, you know, when you look back on those days, when you see it in black and white, and we're going to see some stuff here today, it's amazing how the devil took something and morphed it into what we see today. The movement has always been around, but I don't think it really 
went full throttle um, as, as big as it did until Kenneth Copeland, Jesse Duplantis, Joyce Myers, Joel Osteen. And we're going to mention some other names today. I'm going to show one video clip because most of the other people you may know, and I'm not going to just belabor that. And I'm not going to um, rehash the things, the messages that I'm sure you've already heard. So Oral Roberts, and we're going to hear about him in this victory thon as well. Um, Oral Roberts started this again, like I said, in the 1950s. And when that started, then it went to CBN uh, in 1961 with Pat Robinson. Um, and he's the one who started the 700 club. And when that morphed, right, then you had the PTL, um, club, the Jim and Tammy Faye, the Jim Baker show, which, uh, that, uh, heretic is still around today. And, uh, as you can see here, as I'm scrolling through this website here for you, you can see all the falsehood, right here. And for those who uh, praise Robert Jeffries, he's also riddled in um, uh, falsehood as well. And I firmly believe that if you are a biblically sound teacher, you're not going to hang around falsehood. So unfortunately, um, you know, Robert Jeffries does hang around some people that are very, very questionable The other thing is um, all of these teachers and these supposed pastors, they all flock together, as I said a couple of weeks ago, diving into Bethel and the New Apostolic Reformation. And NAR and Word of Faith are pretty much parallel in their thinking. Uh, The only difference is Word of Faith is more of a faith, faith, faith. That's what they preach, and you're going to see that in these videos. That's their gospel. That's why it's another Jesus. New NAR is more of the signs and wonders and the healings and the gifts, speaking in tongues. But we have to come to a place where we are being a Berean, as we read about in Acts chapter 17. We have to be a Berean. They searched the scriptures to see if what they were hearing was true. And if you haven't done that, um, my question to you would be why? If you're listening to these people, why aren't you being a Berean? Because that is in the scripture for a reason. Because if you're a Berean and you're testing what they're saying, you're going to realize what they're saying is not biblical. So TBN, God TV, Daystar, they're everywhere today, everywhere. And they go internationally, and they're always having these telethons. And I found this clip, uh, which we're going to get to here, with uh, Pat Robinson. And this principle has been around. You know, pull at the heartstrings of people. And, you know, again, I'm not throwing my mom under the bus. I don't want you to think I'm that person. I'm not. But I also come as a real person. I don't know how to be anyone but me. So the sowing of the seed and the planting and the Just those word of faith type heresies, I I heard them, I saw them, and one would think you're blessed because you have things, but that's not really what it's about. I mean, how time and time again, we're going to hear Jesse Duplantis say poverty is a curse. Well, no, it's not. 
you know, being rich is also not a curse. But how are you prostituting the gospel to fit your agenda? And these people are prostituting the precious word of God. So I'm going to go through some names. I'm sure you've heard of them. And again, I, I'm probably going to lose some people here. I've had people block me because I've mentioned this name and they they put this person on such a pedestal. And in your research, if you actually dove into who this man was, again, I'm not God, but one would think if he truly brought the gospel, his funeral would have not been packed with people. He wouldn't have been invited to the White House time and time again. Barack Obama also praised this man. And, and the passage in Luke, um, I, I don't remember the, the exact quote of it, but when, when you're being praised by man, that should really raise a red flag. And the person I'm referring to is Billy Graham. And I'm sorry if that upsets you, but you really need to do your history and research. His son, Franklin, and his daughter, Anne Graham Lotz. Just do your research. Just because someone has a big house staple name, kind of like a John MacArthur, it doesn't always mean that they're actually bringing you the correct gospel. And this stuff is out there, but people are so blinded and they're so in their flesh, they don't want to hear truth. And then I'm on the outside looking like I'm the one who's judgmental. The other big name I remember growing up with, I feel like um, I remember seeing BJ Thomas. I feel like Jerry Falwell and Jimmy Swaggart. I feel like when I was younger, I don't know if they were just on television that I saw or if my mom actually took me to go see Jimmy Swaggart. But I I remember him um, not just because of the whole scandal, um, but I, I remember listening to him. So my, even from the get-go, there was no consistency. I mean, I thank the Lord for the church that um, I grew up in, you know, and I am so thankful and so grateful that I had good, solid biblical teaching because it, it in order to hear the false, I knew the real. So we've all heard the story. Sorry, that's my neighbor vacuuming up there. So if you can hear it through the microphone, I'll, I apologize. But we all hear the story about the counterfeit money. So in order to recognize the real, you have to know the fake. So you you know you have to feel it and touch it and see it and look at it, and you would actually know the fake. So anyway, so the Billy Grahams, the Jimmy Swaggerts, the Jerry Falwells, I mean, you look at all of those people who came up through the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and then it morphed into what we see today, that raise a huge red flag. And then as the 90s rolled around, the uh, mid to late 80s, then you started having all of these people, right? Creflo Dollar, Marilyn Hickey, Benny Hinn, T.D. Jakes, Randy and Paula White. And actually Paula White with her first husband, she had the church here in Tampa. Uh, I believe it was called Church Without Walls. And not to bring up my mom again, but she also went there. Um, for some reason, I could not go, thank the Lord. 
but um, it was always trying to push me into these places. And I'm, and in a way, I'm really glad I was backslidden during those years because I really never paid attention to the messages. I didn't want to hear them. Then, of course, we have Jim Baker, Stephen Furtick, a huge word of faith and just heretical all around. John Hagee, who uh, is not only word of faith, but he also believes that Jewish people do not need to repent or change one's mind. They don't need to become saved. They automatically get a free card into heaven, which would defeat the whole purpose of the tribulation. Uh, Brian Houston, which, of course, we all know is the lead pastor of Hillsong. He's not only word of faith, but he's also NAR. Then, of course, Joel Osteen, Joyce Myers, Bill Johnson um, is both word of faith, NAR, Rod Parsley, Joseph Prince, James Robinson, Andrew Womack. And there's so many more, but this would take me another five hours to read all the names. So anyway, we're going to go ahead and dive right in. Uh, this week. So let me go ahead and set everything up and I will be right back. So who exactly is Oral Roberts? So um, Oral Roberts, we may uh, remember or know the Oral Roberts University. A lot of people such as Kenneth Copeland came out of that heretical college. And I think the teaching of Oral Roberts, um, not only back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, but also when he started his university, morphed into what we see and hear today because they, they're all regurgitating the same thing. And, and the gospel has gotten, I shouldn't even call it the gospel. So their words have gotten more and more perverted and twisted because, see, that's how the enemy works. So he, he sneaked in and it wasn't that bad in the beginning, right? Oh, we all want to be healed and this and that. And it seemed kind of normal. And then as it's gotten bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and we're going to hear all of this today. And again, some of them are repetitive because I don't want you to think, oops, it was just a slip of the tongue. Kim, he only said it that one time. That's like why uh, when I did the Bethel thing, um, it wasn't just like a one-time thing that Jen Johnson kept calling the Holy Spirit a genie. So this is what they believe. And when you're repetitive with the same exact message, it's what you believe. And again, that is why I always say, what Jesus do you believe in? So I'm going to go ahead and play some videos. I'll set up my computer and I want you guys to see this is Oral Roberts. This is who founded, really pushed forward this word of faith heresy movement um, because they don't call the Bible the Bible. They call it the word of faith. And there's a reason that they have to do that because in order to sell what they're selling, you can't sell it as the word of God. You have to sell it to fit your narrative. And that's what they've done. So here, let's go ahead and look at Oral Roberts. I want to set this up just a little bit. The reason that I am using this particular clip, how to pray, is because he couldn't even say the word sin. And that really, you'll see it. Um, I'm not going to interrupt these uh, two clips from him, but I do want to set them up. So the first one is how to pray. And then the second one is actually him talking um, in a tent type revival and um, how Oral Roberts came to be. And again, if you notice in any false religion, false way of teaching or doctrine, they're always 
having a dream or they were visited by someone and then they had this rush of energy come through them. Nowhere in the Bible, nowhere. When Daniel had his dreams, I don't remember him saying he had a rush of energy coming through. When any prophet, Isaiah, Ezekiel, Jonah, Micah, they didn't have a rush of energy when the spirit of the Lord had them speak and give a message. So anyway, here we go. The important thing in prayer also is to have the mental attitude that is correct. To mentally repudiate our weaknesses, our wrongs, and to begin prayer with confession, with a prayer for forgiveness. Our mental attitude should be such that as we call upon God, we confess our our wrongs or the things that we know uh, contribute to our spiritual weakness. The Bible says, confess your faults. Our mental attitude should be such that as we call upon God, we confess our, our wrongs. That as we call upon God, we confess our, our wrongs. As we call upon God, we confess our, our wrongs or the things that we know uh, contribute to our spiritual weakness. The Bible says, confess your faults one to another. Pray with confession. Pray with humility. I preached for 12 years. After God healed me of tuberculosis and a stuttering, stammering tongue, without praying for the sick in any manner. And yet I believed in praying for the sick. I knew God had called me. He had said, son, I'm going to heal you of tuberculosis in a stammering tongue. And you're to take my healing power to your generation. But somehow I'd got lost. I had misunderstood. I had failed. Then, in 1947, something happened to me. There was a man who had suffered a terrible accident. He had dropped a heavy object upon his right foot and crushed it. They had called me for prayer. I called a friend, and we rushed out there. When we arrived, the man was suffering so intensely, he was rolling on the ground, holding his foot in his hand, and hollering at the top of his voice. I was struck with compassion. And before I knew what I had done, I had stooped down and touched his right foot in the name of Christ. I straightened up and stepped back. He stopped rolling on the ground. He stopped hollering. Slowly he got up. He began to work his foot back and forth. He took his shoe off his foot, which had been crushed. He, he stomped his foot on the ground. He said, Brother Roberts, what did you do to me? I said, nothing. I was as scared as he was. He said, yes, you did. I said, no, I didn't. He said, when you touched me, what did you do? I said, I asked Christ to heal you. He said, I'm healed. He said, look at my foot. And look at that heavy object I dropped on it. He said, look, I'm healed. My friend standing by me said, Brother Roberts, can you do that all the time? I said, no. He said, if you could, you could bring a revival to mankind. And for months, I heard his words. Can you do this all the time? No. If you could, you could bring a revival to all mankind. I thought to myself, this is what Christ did. This is the power he gave his followers 2,000 years ago. This is what God told me to do when he healed me. 
Son, I'm going to heal you. You're to take my healing power to your generation. Why and how have I failed God? Then one night I had a dream. And I had this dream every night for several nights. I'd never walked in my sleep. But every night I woke up walking in my sleep, sobbing and crying and praying. One night my wife found me. She woke me and said, Oral, what are you doing in here? I woke up and I looked at her. I said, honey, I don't know. She took me back in the bedroom and we sat down on the side of the bed. She said, Oral, you've been doing this for several nights. Something is wrong. What is it? And I told her my dream. I've never told many people this dream, but I'm going to tell it to you now. I dreamed in that dream that God opened my eyes and let me see as God sees. And he what? showed me the human race. He what? brought the people by me, by the multiplied millions, and let me see them as they are. And this is what I saw. I saw the vast majority of all people are sick and afflicted in some way, either in soul, mind, or body, or in all at the same time. And God let me hear the screaming cry of their tormented condition. He let me see the cancer, the tumor, the tuberculosis, the little afflicted children. He let me hear them scream in the night. And that was the dream that woke me up and caused me to sob and pray as I was doing. Time seemed to merge with eternity. And as I lay there, I felt like a tiny spot in this vast universe. I prayed and I beseech God to give me his power. If I was to be like Jesus and heal the people as he healed them, I would have to have his power and his anointing. And then he spoke to me. He spoke like a military general. He said, stand on your feet. I got up. He said, go get in your car. I did. He said, drive one block and turn right. I did. When I did that, he said, now, son, from this hour, you will heal the sick and cast out devils by my power. I felt, I felt the flow in of God's power. I felt something going through me like electricity. I felt it in my hands. I felt it all over me. And I knew from that hour I, w I was going out by God's help to set the world on fire. Wow. Let's take a quick break. Everyone is podcasting these days. If this is something you want to do or you're already doing it, I would recommend using Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout has tons of guides to help you find the right equipment at the right price. I currently use the Blue Yeti. Buzzsprout is an extremely user-friendly platform, and I could not be happier with their services. There are so many things that this site allows you to do, from your show being listed on every major podcast platform, to the audio player that you can use seamlessly on your websites to the detailed analytics of what we, come on guys, the podcasters want to see. Don't lie, I know you look at that too. We want to know who was listening, where they're listening, how long they're listening. There are zero hassles because Buzzsprout provides these tools and more to help promote our podcasts. Fellow podcasters, do we not work hard? Well, I am here to tell you that Buzzsprout works even harder to make our podcasts stream streamlessly. Yes, I know that's not a word. 
If you want to join a company that already has over a hundred thousand podcasters, click the link and let Buzzsprout know that we sent you. This will get you a $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan. And in addition, of course, it'll help support our show. Don't delay. Start Buzzsprouting today. So that's how this whole word of faith movement really got pushed forward. And one thing, I'm not going to replay it. I kind of kept replaying the sin part because I found that funny. If you're listening to the podcast, unfortunately, you can't see his mouth. um, So you're not going to get the same effect. And I do apologize about that. But um, when he was talking, his theology has morphed into now this little God theology. And yet this movement is so big today. And now it's turned into more of a new age movement with the power of I am that Joel Osteen started, right? I am wonderful. I am blah, blah. Crazy. Anyway, I'm going to play this next clip from Pat Robinson and uh, how he got started And then we'll jump right into this amazing victory thon. But I just wanted to lay the groundwork so you can see that this nonsense is still continuing in 2021. And all they ever do is peddle the same nonsense. They peddle a different Jesus. And uh, I don't know. Again, I'm grateful and thankful that everything that I saw and heard on TV as a young, uh, impressionable child into teenage years never resonated with me because I don't believe in planting seeds. I don't believe that God is in a good mood and today he'll give me what I want. God is holy and I have a holy fear of God. And these people don't. They pervert the most precious gift that God could have ever sent. And that was his son. But anyway, I don't want to talk because we have a lot to dive into. So what I want to do now is I want to play two videos. One is from Inside Edition, exposing these false pastors. And again, people still listen to them. And these are, I don't want to say old, like old, like 1970 old, but older. And then the next one that I want to play is just a couple of uh, scandals that we have witnessed. Um, You know, and you know what I always thought about this? This is like God exposing, just like he's used COVID to expose so much between uh, wheat and tares, just I don't want to say good and evil, right? Because of Jeremiah 17, 9, but God uses things. And I think that during this time as well, um, during all of these scandals and God was just saying, stop. Like I didn't send any of these people. Uh, They're perverting my gospel. They're perverting the word of God. But anyway, let's check these videos out. 
Contrary to that highly publicized prediction, the world did not end over the weekend, which means a number of preachers who live like rock stars will get to continue living the good life. How good? Here's Lisa Guerrero and the iSquad with a look at some who've been preaching prosperity who are living large. Fresh wind! Fresh! They are some of the most popular TV preachers in the country. We're family here! They urge the faithful followers to donate generously, and in return, the Lord will bring them prosperity. I'm not going to be going to heaven and be broke when I get there. And there's no denying some people have prospered handsomely. Wow! The pastors themselves. They live like rock stars with huge mansions, private jets, and fancy cars. Their lifestyles are so lavish, six of them have been investigated by the U.S. Senate. Like Paula White, who lives in multi-million dollar homes in New York City and Tampa, Florida. And Kraplo Dollar, he gets around in style, flying in private jets to preach around the country. He owns this mansion in an exclusive Atlanta suburb. Mr. Dollar, how do you Not one of them would agree to an interview about their opulent lifestyle. How do you justify your million dollar mansions in your jets to all of your donors, sir? Oh, yeah. But when it comes to opulence, few religious leaders compare to Kenneth Copeland. You and I are supposed to always have. in this home outside Fort Worth, Texas. It has beautiful water views and comes complete with a boathouse. But that's not all. Copeland is an avid pilot, and here's his pride and joy, a $20 million Cessna Citation jet. It's the fastest private jet money can buy. He said he needed it to better serve the Lord and proudly did a flyby for his followers after the church bought it. But it's not just one plane. We found a fleet of planes registered to the church. And you won't catch him waiting in line at the airport because he's got his own, the Kenneth Copeland Airport, located right next to his mansion. I think Copeland is unbelievably greedy. Oli Anthony heads the Trinity Foundation, a religious watchdog group that worked closely with the Senate committee investigating Copeland and other TV preachers. Televangelism alone is at least a two and a half to three billion dollar industry untaxed, unregulated. That's right. By law, religious groups like Copeland's are exempt from federal taxes and they don't have to report how they spend their money to anyone. Amen. Copeland's church takes in tens of millions a year through donations and selling books and DVDs to his donors. She sent them a lot of money, a whole lot of money. When Christy Parker's mother died of cancer, she found diaries that showed her mother sent Copeland most of her life savings hoping her faith and donations would cure her of her terminal disease. What do you think of Kenneth Copeland's lifestyle? TV doesn't do it justice. Their office furniture is probably worth more than most people's houses. It makes you sick. Oh my. Copeland refused our request for an interview, so we caught up with him at an event in North Carolina. Uh, why you're living such a lifestyle of luxury off of church donations. Ma'am, I don't think we have time for this. Thank you. Thank you why won't you answer our questions? A hotel employee tried to prevent us from taping. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Come here. It's just a simple question, sir. Yes, and I'm going to give you a simple answer. Thank you. My lifestyle follows the 
of Scripture. We give. We believe. We're open. You have a fleet of private jets. Why is that necessary? You're a minister. How many private jets do you have? Right after that, he walked away. Although Copeland says he cooperated with the Senate investigation, the Senate committee disagreed, saying only two television preachers did, Joyce Myers and Benny Hinn. And the committee recommended that the IRS investigate further. Okay, so um, that little snippet there, that's actually uh, was a long time ago. And as you notice, the two names that never wanted to come forward with their finances um, at the end of that. So go ahead and listen to it. But that's what they want. They want money. They don't want people to get saved. Living like that, there's nothing wrong with that. But when you're prostituting God's word, remember Jesus turned over the tables with whips because they were selling merchandise in God's home. Same principle here. This next video should uh, remind some of us about the scandals that have happened uh, within some of these false churches. But yes, we're still listening to them today. Let's take a look at this. Jim and Tammy Faye Baker rape and fraud scandals. I never asked for a scandal, and I'm never going to shut my mouth about this. Televangelism has proven popular and lucrative since the 1950s, with a number of high-profile preachers like Rex Humbard and W.V. Grant achieving massive financial success. Jim and Tammy Faye Baker were even more popular, running their Praise the Lord or PTL Club ministry-slash-TV show from the 70s to the 1980s. Scandal arose when Jim was alleged to have raped his church secretary, Jessica Hahn. The PTL ran into further problems when the Bakers were accused of defrauding their flock of donations for Heritage USA, a Christian theme park. Allegedly, the Bakers pocketed the excess funds and promised hotel stays that could not be fulfilled. Jim was sentenced to 45 years in prison, serving only five, while Tammy Faye divorced him during his incarcerations. Creflo Dollar Gulfstream jet and domestic violence scandals. Truth is that a family conversation with our youngest daughter got emotional. In 2014, the Atlanta-based evangelist Creflo Dollar came under fire when he asked for donations to purchase a $60 million Gulfstream jet, which he stated he would use to spread the ministry of his non-denominational World Changers Church International. If I want to believe God for a $65 million plane, you cannot stop me. You cannot stop me from dreaming. Prior to that, in 2012, a more serious accusation of domestic violence was made against the minister by his teenage daughter. Dollar was arrested for battery after his daughter claimed she was choked and punched by her father at their home. The altercation actually stems from an argument mm -hmm. over the 15-year-old attending a party. The charge was later dropped after Dollar, who maintained that he was innocent, completed a required anger management course. I should have never been arrested. Number four. Bishop Eddie Long sex scandal. Because men are being feminized and women are becoming masculine. In 2010, the New Birth Missionary Baptist Church in DeKalb County, Georgia, became a center for scandal. Multiple male parishioners stepped forward with lawsuits, 
claiming that New Birth's Bishop Eddie Long, a crusader against gay marriage during his ministries, had pressured them into sexual relations when they were in their teens. I don't trust nobody. I will not trust anybody. I'm going to have to go through a lot of therapy sessions. I know I will. The lawsuits detailed that Long had plied the young boys with presents and trips in exchange for sex. Long denied the claims via his attorney and in prepared statements. He eventually resolved out of court with the plaintiffs, though details remained confidential. Why did you settle the case? The, the, the old gambling song, got know when to hold it, know when to fold it, know when to walk away. Number three, Jimmy Swaggart's sex scandal. I have sinned against you, my Lord, and I would ask that your precious Jimmy Lee Swagger was a well-known televangelist in the 1980s and a minister of the Pentecostal Christian denomination known as the Assemblies of God. Swaggart's success and notoriety came under fire in the public eye, however, when the preacher became involved in a sex scandal with a prostitute. This ultimately led the assembly to strip him of his ability to practice religious ordinances. Swaggart's struggle during the scandal reached its peak when, in 1988, he addressed his wife and congregation in a choked-up confession. It was watched on television by millions and served as one of the most memorable moments of the 80s televangelist boom. Jones is standing by his stunning allegations that Reverend Haggard paid him for sex about once a month for three years, as well as for methamphetamines. That is God penetrating your heart. It's burning on the inside of you, and you need to make a vow of faith of a thousand dollars. So things really have not changed within the Word of Faith movement. And I'm just going to show a clip here um, from Creflo Dollar. And let me just also say something about Creflo. His church is in College Park, Georgia. As many of you know, I lived in Atlanta for seven years. And College Park is not what you would call, uh, I don't know how it is now, because I know they regentrified a lot of areas. But College Park is not what, at least when I live there, is what you call a wealthy Black community. And if Creflo were to take all of that money and I've seen the church, and put it into his community. His community would not look like it does today. But they all pervert the gospel. They all keep pushing forward the same perverse gospel. I'm going to show a clip from Creflo Dollar, and then I'm going to lead into the Pat Robinson clip regarding his telethon, and then we'll lead into the victory thon, which should be a lot of fun. And anyway, here we go. When I think about a person being born again, I think about how important it is for that person to understand the power that's been invested in his mouth. And I believe tonight uh, you're going to see some things that are that are blessing. And, but, you know, we spent two weeks talking about tongues. So let's talk about what happens when you talk in English, <laughs> you know. So if you have your Bibles, go with me to Proverbs chapter 6, verses 1 through 2. Proverbs 6, verses 1 through 2. Uh, the creative power of words. Now, Christianity is sometimes called the great confession. What? But most Christians who are defeated in life are defeated because they believe and confess the wrong things. What? Most Christians who are defeated in life are defeated 
because they believe and confess the wrong things. Most Christians who are defeated in life are defeated because they believe and they confess the wrong things. Now look at Proverbs chapter six, verses one through two. He says, my son, if thou be, sh uh, be surety for thy friend, if thou hast stricken thy hand with a stranger, he says, thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. Thou art taken with the words of thy mouth. To be snared means you're, you're, you're trapped. You've been trapped by the words of your mouth. Faith-filled words will get you over, will put you over in life. Fear-filled words will defeat you. Fear-filled words will defeat you. Now listen to this. Words are the most powerful thing in the universe. It's the most powerful thing in the universe. And as a new believer, a born-again Christian, if you're listening to this understanding uh, series and you get to this point where you understand the authority that has been invested in you, it's something that we have let go of time and time again. The most powerful thing in the universe, words. Now, man is a spirit. He possesses a what? A soul and he lives in a body. Man is a spirit being, and man is very capable because he is a spirit. You don't have a spirit, you are a spirit. So as a spirit being, you are capable of operating on the same level of faith that God operates on. That's a powerful thing, but we, we've, we've downgraded who we are as Christians because of the exposure to the world and when you hear things like this, you just like, what? No, actually, Creflo, when I hear things like you, I'm like, what? So that's just a little snippet. These people go on and on week after week, butchering scripture verses to fit their narrative. So that's not actually what Proverbs means. I'm not going to dissect into that. Be a Berean. And you can see for yourself how Creflo Dollar twisted that scripture verse to fit that week's agenda in the message. And then here we go. I'm going to play this Pat Robinson, kind of old telethon, and we'll see where we are in 2021 regarding the same. Pat launched a telethon to raise money for CBN's new international outreach. But as the staff prepared to take the gospel around the world, a second wave of revival was breaking out right here at home. As the outpouring of money started coming in, we said, look, we hit our goal, but let's start praying for people. And when we did, the anointing came, and we just started naming things and calling things. In the name of Jesus, be healed. In the name of Jesus, may you receive sight. May the cancer be healed. Just, and there were miracles taking place all over this area. Network. 
The number is 393-2505. Right now, 10 people have found the Lord. One has rededicated their life. Yes. Yeah. Tremendous. Listen, a blind lady, 63 or so years old, blind for years, yes. had been prayed for on Christian broadcasting yes. the last several days. Yes. Today, she was in a ladies' meeting and suddenly said, Praise God, I can see. We just prayed. Now this person can sit up. You remember that day deteriorating back? Who took that one down? Here's an answer to prayer. A lady called three weeks ago. She was operating on for an eye problem. Three doctors have told her since prayer that their eye is completely healed. Friend, I feel an unusual anointing of the spirit. I just feel a sweet peace in the spirit. And and I do believe that, that God is still speaking to people in your home uh, about salvation. A 39-year-old man accepted the Lord. Somebody just got saved on the Newport News line. Just gave their heart to Jesus as God was talking with them. Jesus has come to Tidewater. These are days of glory. These are days when we're getting a taste of heaven. These are the days when the glory of God is filling the homes. Husbands and wives and little children are finding Jesus Christ as their Savior. As we're going to see here on this victory, Fawn, this has never changed. If anything, it's gotten worse. So on some videos, I'm going to give commentary. And on the videos, I'm just going to let them play because of their just stupidity. And if you can't hear the false message, I, I don't know what to say. Um, but on some of them, I'm, again, I will give commentary. Maybe, I don't know. I just might let them all play. I don't know what I'm going to do. I've heard these videos so many times right now. I can't wait until I upload this and I can delete them off of my computer. I feel dirty when I listen to these people because they are so perverted, absolutely perverted. So anyway, we're going to dive in. Uh, but before we do that, I do want to take a much needed break and let our listeners know where they can find us. Refresh your coffee or refresh your tea during this brief intermission. Subscribe to us on our Rumble channel, Life Clips underscore podcast. You can also subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast content. We are on the following platforms. Apple, Google, Pandora, Spotify, and more. Now back to this week's episode. If we let these negative comments play in our mind, they will keep us from becoming who we were created to be. No one can make you think something. You get to choose what you're going to dwell on. When those lies come saying you're not attractive, you don't have a good personality, you're too old, you can dwell on it, let it poison you, or you can ignore it and not give it the time of day. See, you're a spirit, soul, and body, and the spirit is the deepest part of you, and when the Holy Spirit comes to live in you, when you're born again, the Holy Spirit comes to live in you, the seed of God, the divine sperm, the Amplified Bible says, comes to live in you. And so, if you can just look at it this way, it's like you get a seed of everything that God is planted in you. So I got little posty notes that are sitting here. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to set up just a couple of these videos that we're going to hear. And I'm not going to give any commentary. I just want you to hear. See, what happens is, is when a false gospel 
is continued to be pushed out there. Again, it becomes more perverse as time goes on. So even in the beginning with Oral Roberts and Pat Robinson, when the 700 Club was first on air and, and then TBN and PTL, I don't think we really heard to the extreme that we hear today with the perversion of this gospel. So the first couple of videos that I'm going to play here, um, this one, again, I'm going to set it up. It's a, it's a married couple, Robin and Robin. I know I've seen them. I just don't know where. But anyway, I want, I want to play him out in his entirety, and you're going to hear his, uh, well, his deception. Then I, just for fun purposes, I'm going to go ahead and play this amazing rapper who, oh, and by the way, let me just jump back. That video with Kreffler, I did not put that on repeat three times. He said that. Um, so just so you know, uh, but anyway, so then, so this Robin and Robin, the gentleman's going to speak, then there's going to be a rapper and, uh, we're going to go ahead and listen to his amazing song, uh, just kidding. And, uh, make sure you repeat what he says, cause that's the only way that God works. Then I'm going to set up another clip with Jesse Duplantis when he talks about, well, you'll hear it. And that's pretty funny. And then um, we'll get into another one with Kenneth Copeland, Jesse Duplantis, when Jesse, he uses the Lord's name in vain so much during this victory thon that I couldn't even play them all. So he'll always say, my God, all the time, but he doesn't use it in the term of like, my God. Uh, So anyway, and of course, the whole naming your seed. So we're going to get into that. And then we're going to get into a Kenneth Copeland heresy that he doesn't he's not the only one who shares that Joyce Myers does uh Jesse Duplantis does and we're also going to hear from other videos Jesse Duplantis and many of these word of faith people don't even believe in original sin so anyway uh they're going to be talking about hell and Jesus and stuff like that so I'm going to let these videos play and uh then we'll come back and again I'm leading it all up because they they do these things just like we just saw a Pat Robinson with these give-a-thons, plant your seed-thons, and it's it's like they're telling people, plant your seed and you're going to be healed. Do, do you not have faith in God? Give that $100 that you need to feed your babies. God will supply all your needs. That That's not actually biblical. I mean, the whole word of faith movement is a perverse gospel of what actually faith is and we don't have time to delve into that here today but this movement just like the nar is bound and rooted in demonic activity they don't pray to jesus i don't know who and and who who what where why when i I don't know any of that all i know is these people are not godly and uh their inheritance is not going to be heaven. So let me no longer babble. I want to go ahead and share my screen so you guys can take a look at this. You know, I was, um, of course, I've been talking about it all day, but I was sitting right here and, and over there too. And the Lord began to give me a prophetic word concerning this whole thing. And, um, You know, the political realm is where spirits come to do battle. 
because whoever controls that realm controls the affairs of men. Right. So they fight in that realm. And I heard the Spirit of the Lord say this to me. He said, I have raised up a mountain here. He said, this is a mountain like Elijah faced down the prophets of Baal. And he said, on this mountain, you will see the fire fall. I'm going to bring down the fires of revival on this whole nation and around the world, and it will fall on this mountain. So hear the word of the Lord. I have said it. I will bring it to pass, and you'll see it. Not many days from now, it will begin. It'll begin to spark all around the world, even more than you know now. For this is the mountain I raised up for the prophetic word to reach the ends of the earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. From the enemy, we or, or no bad thoughts. We only tolerate and embrace thoughts that are the God kind of thoughts. What is, what is God saying about me? Those are the thoughts that I'm going to think. And when I'm thinking about sowing seed and knowing that my seed will produce a harvest, I can be glad and rejoice right now. I don't have to wait until something changed before I lift my hands up. Amen. We don't have to wait until something changes in the natural before we lift up our hands. We believe God right now that the best is yet to come. Regardless of what it looks like, we trust God right now knowing it's already working out for our good. The things that we can see in the natural are subject to change. So I want to encourage you to know that right now, whatever you're facing, whatever you are going through, keep believing God. Don't quit. And you can and you will see Amen. Now this song is called Seed Minded. Say Seed Minded. Say I'm Seed Minded. Come on, let me hear you say Seed Minded. Sing it with me. Seed Minded, not Need Minded. Come on, Seed Minded, not Need Minded. Let me hear you. Seed Minded, not Need Minded. Let me hear you. Seed Minded, not Need Minded. Yeah, Seed Minded, not Need minded, let me hear you. I'm seed minded, not need minded. Come on, seed minded, not need minded. Yeah, seed. Are you guys enjoying it? Yeah, come on. Look, I got seed yeah. faith when my mm. needs are great. My heart mm. is coming anytime mm. today. Cause faith mm. is now, I got now mm. faith that he loves me with his brown face. Not looking at issues, have faith in God, we will choose. Yeah. Study in epistles, yeah. keep standing in the middle between A Seed-minded, not need-minded. Okay, we've had enough of that. 
This is what this is all about, ladies and gentlemen. We get this thing moving. The Bible said when the gospel's preached to the world, the end shall come. And I want to get out of here so I can start my eternal work with the Lord. Who knows? You might see me on another, uh, some, some galaxy something, saying something about God somewhere in that wonderful eternal thing that's going to come. So I, I, I don't, what? What? Um, so Jesse's going to be on another planet talking about God. Do you ever notice too with these guys, they like always just jump over their own words. Like they seriously make zero sense. And let me just also say this, the gospel being preached to the ends of the earth, that has nothing to do with us being raptured. That has everything to do before Christ can come at his second coming when he physically comes to earth. That is when the gospel will be proclaimed throughout the earth. It has nothing to do. The gospel doesn't have to be proclaimed throughout the earth before the rapture. And we can fall upon that with Romans 1, that there is no one without an excuse because of creation alone. We should know that there is a God. So anyway, I'm going to move right along. And uh, we're going to get to Kenneth Copeland here for a minute. Some of these clips might be a little longer, and I do apologize about that. But uh, I just want to, again, always keep these videos in context. So here we go. Check these out. Okay, so actually, this is going to be Jesse Duplantis and Kenneth Copeland. I lied. Um, And I found this story that Jesse Duplantis said fascinating. So let's take a listen. And fascinating being where I don't agree with it, but fascinating because this is how these guys think. Because I want to be a seed-minded, not need-minded, seed-minded, not need-minded. Wow. Okay, here we go. Sorry. (laughs) I've never told you this, but I'm going to tell you this. On a motorcycle trip, that we went, we was in Colorado. George, we'll be back in a we'll minute. Be back. And listen to this. Yeah, Let me show you. Because there's 13 people in the queue right now, so they're listening. They're naming yeah. their seat. You had a motorcycle that I liked, and I wasn't lusting after it, but I was close. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I wasn't lusting after it, but I was close. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I like that motorcycle. He's in the red zone. I was, I was in the red zone, yeah. And I had a gold wing, and, you know, it, it, it interprets I wanted a, a bike that would speak in tongues. That's a Harley. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. <laughs> but I said, so, and we came down, we stopped at a place to eat dinner. Dennis, you remember that? And that, to make a long story short, we was at that place in Estes Park. Yeah. And I thought, my God, I like that motorcycle. And you walked out your hotel. Remember, Dennis, you were standing. He said, hey, Jesse. And I said, what? Yeah. And I thought, my God, I like that motorcycle. And I thought, my God, I like that motorcycle. Long story short, we was at that place in Estes Park. Yeah. And I thought, my God, I like that motorcycle. And you walked out your hotel. Remember, Dennis, you were standing. He said, hey, Jesse. And I said, what? He said, and you threw the keys to that Harley Davidson. He said, that's yours. You you obeyed God. (laughs) (laughs) My God. And you know how long I kept it? About four months. Obeyed God. (laughs) (laughs) My God. <laughs> my God. And you know how long I kept it? About four months. And the yeah. Lord said, Sow it. I said, No. <laughs> Brother Copeland gave it to me. But he said, Name your seed. You know, I mean, I got eight motorcycles off of that seed. 
that I named. And you sowed all of those. I sowed all of those too. Praise the Lord. Not a blessing. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, this stuff works. We're not just saying this to make you laugh. These are true stories. And that's yeah. what it's now, all about. It'll do the same thing in healing. Yes, sir. It'll do the same thing in, yes, in your business. Amen. It'll do in your, in your ministry, in your church. Amen. It, it is the word of God and it is the the fundamentals on, of Jesus. faith. Yes, sir. It is the fundamentals of the covenant of blessing. Yes, sir. Praise so God. do it today. Yep. Come on. Don't you need a miracle in your life? Don't you need some finances in your life? The way you do that is so seed and believe for harvest. All you got to do is 1-800-937-5877. Okay, so I purposely repeated Kenneth, I mean, uh, Jesse Duplantis taking the Lord's name in vain. Uh, what? No, I'm not nitpicking here, guys. He's not using it as a respectful term. But anyway, make sure you plant your seed because that's how things happen in your life. If you're not seed planting, if you're not seed minded, but you're need minded, apparently we're serving the wrong God. Here's this wonderful uh, video of Kenneth Copeland and again, their heretical teaching of Jesus and hell. Gospel of John, love casts out fear. Well, now who is the spirit of fear? The devil. That's all he has. Jesus brought him to zero. He defeated him. Jesus defeated him in hell itself. He brought him to nothing and had him, he bowed his knee to him. The devil had to bow to him and he took his keys away from him. And he said, behold, I have the keys. So apparently now Jesus is an equal with the devil because he has to take the keys from the devil. Uh, and no, the devil didn't bow a knee to Jesus and Jesus never went to hell that is heretical. Jesus went to Abraham's bosom. Here's the next video. So this one here is going to be Jesse Duplantis, and um, he's going to talk about a need and a want, and that God is in a giving mood. So I am, again, I am going to stay on this telethon uh, for a reason here today because this is the stuff that their dreams are made of is for you to be seed minded for you to say if i am sick or poor i must be doing something wrong so you're the ones that they go after right so anyway let's go ahead and take a listen to this clip and it's gonna be even better tonight yes, are you is. ready for some victory i am <laughs> I tell you, God's going to do marvelous things. What are you believing for? I, you know, I was flying back from New Orleans today. The Lord said, ask him, what are they believing for? Because I'm in a given mood. God is in a given mood right. to be a blessing to you. But you got to say something, my yeah. Lord. You know what I'm saying? And don't tell him what you need, George. Why yeah. would you do that? That's a waste of spiritual energy. When he say you supply, he supplies all I need. That's right. So tell him what you want. And before you know it, God's word. Well, Y'all quit moving around. People, you was, you was on your couch and then you went to your chair. Okay, there you are. You see what I'm 
saying? So when God is doing it, he's ready to be a blessing. So right now, if you're ready to get blessed, it's time to sow seed. We're not taking donations. We're taking seeds because seeds produce some 30, some 60, Amen. and some 100 full. And some of the greatest ground, if not the best ground you can ever sow in is at Victory Thon here. So call us right now, 1-800-937-5877. Do the other part, George. Where are, oh yeah, <laughs> I got him. I was thinking what I was going to say next. Victory and the amount, text Victory and the amount to 36609. That's right. And Jesse? Yes. And govictory.com slash give. You can tell we have fun. You know, you know why we have fun? Because we know what we're doing for the work of the Lord. Can I just say it? the Lord is pleased with Victory Network because, you know, it's one, it's a voice that's in one mind, one accord, all these broadcasters. So God is in a giving mood. And notice uh, the two uh, words, phrases that Jesse uses is my God and my Lord. But again, not in a holy way. So the next video here is um, this is going to be, uh, it's about two minutes. It's from Jesse Duplantis again. And uh, there's a few of them in here on this particular video. So <laughs> this one here is the anointing gets carried over. So again, we, we're going to hear some uh, NAR teaching in here as well during this victory thon. But let's go ahead and check this one out. And just on a side note, uh, Jesse had said that God is pleased with Victory Channel. N no. N no. No. You know what? It's worth it when a person like that sends oh, in a testimony. Praise God. Think about it. So depressed, don't know praise what to God. do. Everything going wrong, and all of a sudden, life comes out. Yeah. Life. Why? Because it's victory. Yes. It's not sadness. We never know what we're going to do. We're giving you an answer to a problem. See, most people talk problems, George. Yeah. We talk answers. Yes. You know, people yes. don't seem to understand that. That's what the word of faith's all about. Tell that story again about the contractors. The, okay. You, you, the okay. For, I live in the city of New Orleans. Many of you know that if you've watched any t television. We haven't because all the television is knocked out. And none. But uh, that Hurricane Ida hit. And where I was, at my, and I was there, 168-mile-an-hour gust, 145-mile-an-hour sustained wind. I mean, I saw trees, bricks, and flying everywhere. To make a long story short, uh, we, we, so we started putting things together. And, I mean, I had to drive, like, through the jungle just to get to our ministry because of trees yeah. and everything yeah. you think of. Make a long story short, a uh, contractor said, would Jesse the planners talk to one of my people, would he pray for our contractors? And I said, so when they came to me, I said, well, sure I would. And he came. And I said, I like to know, uh, how do you know, how did you know about us? He said, victory. I said, oh, the Victory Network. He said, yes, would you do that? <laughs> now, he knows how when we lay hands on people, we believe that yeah. that, that anointing is transferred. Yes. Uh, so I say, when he, yes. the last time we prayed, I had Kathy with me. He said, I, I couldn't get, because they're all out doing work, hooking up electrical lines, everything you can think of. And it's amazing to get close to a line that's alive on the ground. I mean, that's scary, you know. And he says this. He, he said, I want you to pray, and I'm going to carry this blessing over to all these 
contractors. Oh, what? Dude, am I right, Kathy? And it literally, I prayed for, I mean, we holding hands and just prayed. And he was just smiling, boy. And he said, I'm going with a truckload today, boy. And I mean, see, that's what I'm talking about. So think about that. If you touch something wrong, yeah. you are dead. Just that quick, dead. And yet he's going. And I'm saying that's not an easy thing for these people are doing literally out there. But you know what? He got that from the Victory Channel. That's right. Not from That's Jesse right. the Planets, but from this network yep. and this whole level of broadcasters that are, preach the uncompromised, believe the uncompromised word of God. So the next part I'm going to play, um, again, it's all within the same um, time frame of him speaking here. But what I want to play here, again, this is not biblical. But they keep saying it, and you'll hear it in a couple of other clips, that if you give, if you plant seed, it's going to speed up the timeline. And Jesus is going to come. Then I would, I would, my rebuttal to that would be then why, why plant a seed? If he's going to come right after I plant the seed, then what's the point? It's a contradiction. So anyway, I'll let this one play. And then um, I'm going to, again, same video. I'll fast forward to another marker, and you can hear more of Jesse Duplantis' heretical teaching. Yep. I honestly believe, George, if we get this uncompromised word of God out, the Father will speed this thing up. Okay. Hallelujah. Yes. And I'm telling you, all y'all want to go to heaven, right? Nobody want to die. Well, bless God, let's don't die. There's a whole generation that won't see death. Is that right? That's right. A whole generation that won't see death. Why not it be us? Why don't we float like a butterfly and sting like a bee? You know, like Muhammad Ali used to say. You know, why can't we do that? Why can't we? We can touch the world, yes. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And victory is a level. It can do it if you help us do it. That's all you got. To, you know, could we do it by ourselves? No, Jesus didn't do it by himself neither. That's right. He picked disciples. See what I'm saying? So what I, I'm saying is we need your help. And I need your help. How do I need your help? By responding right now to this network. And you need to get this complete studio. That's 20 million bucks, which you believe in God for. Yeah, I right. believe there's 20 people out there that could give a million dollars without even blinking. Listen to me. You're being stirred every time I say it. God does this. God yeah, does yeah, this. Yeah. And you know, but you've done it before the other people. You've done it before the other philanthropy. See what I'm saying? Why not do it for somebody you may never physically meet on the earth, but when you get to heaven, somebody will come up and say, because of what you did, I have eternity with the Lord Jesus Praise Christ God. for the rest of my Praise life. Praise God. You see, you see what I'm we saying? We just, we want to reach more people. That's all it's about. Word of faith and word of victory, especially Amen. in times like right now. Amen. With all these things that are going on, COVID, yeah. nation, Afghanistan, all oh, yeah. of this stuff, people need a word from yeah. God. So the, the victory channel were never as heard a discouraging right. word. Well, think about this Afghanistan. He didn't yeah. get that. I got the never as heard an encouraging that. word. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I like that, George. You're doing good. <laughs> what I can't get over is what's on this wonderful network. You know, if I had a son, I'm just going to get political here. If I had a son or a daughter that died in Afghanistan, yeah. And they let that Taliban stay in there. And right now, they're already returning to their evil, or ugly ways. Yeah. I mean, my God, there's a lot of evil in the world, ladies and gentlemen. Political here. If I had a son or a daughter that died in Afghanistan, yeah. and they let that Taliban stay in there. And right now, they're already returning to their evil, or ugly ways. Yeah. I mean, my God, there's a lot of evil in the world, ladies and gentlemen. We can stop it.
Oh, you almost had it. You gotta be quicker than that. We can stop it. Yeah. You understand? Oh, you almost had it. You gotta be quicker than that. Yeah. We can by the power of God's word. If you just grab our hands and just say, let's do this thing together as one corporate unit. Absolutely. And watch God Absolutely. do the most unbelievable thing you've ever seen. Praise God. And it's time for the world to see people that do what they say. Yes. So there he was. Uh, I was trying to rewind it. Uh, using the Lord's name in vain yet again. But anyway, um, I want to go ahead and put on Richard Roberts now, which is Oral Roberts son who was also still part of ptl in case you didn't know that is still around as you can see by the website that i showed in the beginning of this episode but anyway i'm going to go ahead and let this play for a little bit and you can hear his heretical teaching um well the apple doesn't fall too far from his dad's tree so anyway here we go that thousand people begin to respond See, that's direction. See, that's your action happening. And Brother Richard, you got something from the Lord on that $1,000 thing. Well, I was thing. sitting there listening to you and Pastor George a moment ago, and you gave a challenge of $1,000. Right. And all of a sudden, I saw people in my spirit. I saw them saying, Jesse, I would like to, but I can't. I can't right now because of Hurricane Ida or because of the fires out in the West or because right. of the mess that's happening in our country or the bill I've got to pay or something that's just coming out on me this next week, I can't do it. I can't do it because of what I've been through and what I'm going through right now. Well, I will tell you a story. Okay. It goes all the way back to my grandfather, my dad's dad, E.M. Mm -hmm. e. Roberts, who was a pastor who established 12 churches in Oklahoma and Arkansas. He was a pastor and a farmer. And uh, during the Depression days, when my dad was just a boy, there was a hailstorm that came into Pontotoc County in southeastern Oklahoma. And it destroyed all the crops in the area of Ada, Oklahoma, where my grandfather lived. My grandfather told me the story as I, as I grew up. He said he walked out on the porch and saw that the hailstones, which were the size of baseballs, had destroyed the crop in his field. And he began to weep. And my grandmother, Claudius Priscilla Roberts, came out on the porch. Now, you have, to, you have to know my grandmother. She was about four feet tall by four feet wide. She could pick up a grown man under her arm. She, she was strong as a horse. And uh, he was the preacher. She was the evangelist. I understand. And she said, Ellis, dry off your tears and go inside the house and get that $100 bill you've been hiding from me. <laughs> my grandfather always kept a $100 bill hidden so no one could call Reverend E.M. Roberts broke during the Depression. <laughs> Go get that $100 bill, go into town, take Oral, my dad, and Vaden, my uncle, into town, hitch up the wagon, go to, go to Jeter's feed store and buy seed. We're going to replant. Now, my grandfather knew that it was too late in the season right, to replant. The, 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 freeze, the frost would come, the freeze would come. But he also knew enough not to argue with his Pentecostal wife. <laughs> and so he, he, he got the $100, took my dad and my uncle, hitched up the wagon, went into town, went to Jeter's feed store, and said, Mr. Jeter, we've come to buy seed. We're going to replant. And they laughed him off the porch. Hmm. And all of a sudden, Mr. Jeter said, wait a minute, drive Brother Robert's wagon around back and load it with seed, take his $100. They're going to replant. And the next morning, my dad, my uncles, my aunts, and all the kinfolk from the area uh, came uh, to start replanting, and people lined the fence poles, the fence, fence line, to laugh and mock at them. But they were sowing in the midst of a problem they were going through. Yes. And because of that, something unusual happened in Oklahoma that year. The frost was unusually late. Hallelujah, Jesus. And the, the freeze was unusually late. Didn't come until after Thanksgiving. 
and the Roberts farm was the only one in that area that got a harvest. Hallelujah. Because they sowed in the middle of the need that they faced. Now, you may be saying, there's no way, there's no way I can answer Jesse's call to, to, to pledge or to give $1,000 tonight. But I'm telling you, if you'll do it, God will take that gift. He will use it for his glory. He will multiply it back to you and meet your need. The word of God is worth standing on. And that's what we're doing. That's why all of us Amen. as broadcasters, programmers, came on last night and we all gave our gift. All right. So clearly, I mean, Oral probably heard from his dad, you know, plant the hundred dollars, blah, 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 blah. And now Richard is just like his dad. So again, this is a generational thing that's just going to keep on going and going. So uh, the next couple of videos here, um, it's going to be from the people who do Flashpoint on this Victory channel. And it's a lot of uh, new apostolic reformation peoples, like peoples, peoples. It's all them peoples like Mario Murillo. Uh, you also have Lance while you, I think I'm saying his last name, right? I mean, I know who he is. I just don't know how to say his last name. And then the other guy, Hank, I can't think of his name, but anyway, it's going to be the same rhetoric that we heard with Bethel about taking authority. We just heard that with Jesse Duplantis and that narrative just continues on and again I, I you know i do these for a reason because again i say that when the rapture happens and these folks are left behind the antichrist's role in the beginning is to be messiah like so much so that israel goes into a 7 year peace treaty with this person they believe that this is messiah so the man has to come on the scene as some divine type Gandhi that deceives the masses. And I believe there's going to be a lot of Q followers who are going to be deceived. And all of these people are going to be deceived because they're waiting for the kingdom to come to earth. And unfortunately, it's going to be the wrong kingdom. And I believe many of these people are going to be deceived more so than they are now. Let's take a look at these videos here. Tune in next week for part two. Thank you for listening to Life Clips. Life Clips uploads episodes every Friday. So head on over to our Rumble channel, Life Clips underscore podcast. One more time, that is Life Clips underscore podcast to get notified when we upload. Make sure when you're on our Rumble channel, you give us a Rumble comment and share. You can also subscribe to us on many podcast platforms, such as Google, Apple, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio or Pandora. And now since we have our own private server, feel free to email us if you want to be a guest, if you have a question or a comment. Email us at questions at lifeclipspodcast.com. Again, that email address is questions at lifeclipspodcast.com. And finally, I am saving the best news for last. Without the encouragement that we have as believers that we read in Titus chapter 2, 
13, this world would be very overwhelming right now. But we are told to look for our blessed hope, to look for the glorious appearing of Jesus. May you be encouraged today. I'm looking forward to seeing each and every one of you in the air one day. Titus chapter 2, verse 13. Looking for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Christ Jesus.